Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. <laughs> now, back to Will and Diddy on 95.7 The Game. One year in and still learning. Still learning things, aren't yeah. you? Yeah. Look at you. <laughs> Mark Willard. You know what I'm saying? There's a couple rings on the tree, brother. Dude, I got... And I, <laughs> I hate... the a couple rings on the tree. I hate the fact that it takes your pain for uh, me to have uh, renewed and added respect for you, but yeah. stock up well, for my guy, it, Emda. Uh, <laughs> Stock up. I'm sorry. <laughs> no. I don't mean to bring the break no, into the show. You don't even it's all good. It's all good. And you can we can we can even adjust the word pain. It's all just it's rings on the tree, man. I get it. Yeah. yeah. I didn't mean it's to growth, negativize the, yeah. you know your life. It's, but. uh no, it's beautiful. Yeah. Um and I'm then about getting a Mark Willard baseball card. Well, you know what? The rookie card is got a bullet up right now. Yeah, it does. And I tell you what, you know, when you go through situations in life, I know how you handle it. You find a bar at seven in the morning and you have a bunch of drinks, yeah, uh, like you're gonna do on Tuesday. That's the way I cope. Yeah, and uh, you know the good news <laughs> is there'll be no traffic as I head out to Mad Dog in the Fog on Tuesday, 7 a.m. By the way, at a new location in the Upper Hate. It uh, I'll have the exact address here momentarily. I think it's 1285 Hate Street. It's uh, let me punch it up here real quick. Oh, I'm sorry, 1568 Hate Street. Right down from the Keysar Pub, Mad Dog in the Fog, classic venue for soccer. I'll be there live for Mexico and Ecuador. Come on out, have an Estrella with me. I've been all but given the green light to uh, show up to work with Whitey Gleason half in the bag. I think you should. I really think you should. Uh, I definitely think our ratings will go up. Uh, if you if you promote that, yeah. I want you to call in the morning roast about five times each time you take a shot. Shot, shot. And uh, just come, yeah, come on in here and uh, and, and see what happens. Whitey, shut um, up. This is the second day in a row, and this n- almost never happens. I'm like the least jealous person on earth. Uh, this is the second day in a row on this show that I feel a little jelly. Uh, I would love to uh, to have screwdrivers and watch soccer with you on Tuesday yeah. morning on Hate Street. And uh, and I got jelly yesterday when Ramona Shelburne has been on Clay's boat. Yeah. I was like a little jelly. Well, I got a little jelly when uh, you referred to her as Momo. <laughs> and she said, oh, thanks for having me, Mark. And I'm like, Ramona, we I'm go, sitting right here. We go back. I know, but it's not we like. Gotta, we, you and I got to work on this. Because sometimes, and people don't know this or listen to the show. Because this is you too. Like, uh, so sometimes we get a guest. Because that guest, like even, I've heard Bonte now three times. He's coming down Lubman's way. Like, Willard and Tibbs got Ramona. <laughs> I've been knowing Ramona for years. I did shows with Ramona. Yeah, I even heard one of them go, gosh, they took Ramona from Damon and Ratto. Damon and Ratto. I was doing shows with Ramona when she was nothing but a little writer on ESPNLA.com Damn. locally. 
She hadn't done anything yet, and we were in the lab. We were trying to get like somewhere. Guru. Yeah, we were trying to get somewhere in this world and in this business. I've been known Ramona no, forever. I, I get that, but when you so that's why we got Ramona. But when you come on a show and it's Willard and Dibs, and you, you know Willard, Will. Hi, I'm Mark Willard, and it's, obviously it's, me and yes, Ramona. It's yes. obvious to tell who you are, but when you hear another voice and he's, you know, Slapasaurus Rex. That's, that's Dibs. Thanks, Mark. Yeah. Thanks, Dibs. I mean... Just call me Dibberclaws. It would be nice if she did, but when she... Oh, thanks, Mark. Well, See ya, Momo. Call me later. <laughs> See ya. Bye, Muffin. It just, it makes me cringe a little bit, I'll be honest. Okay. Uh, first of all, muffins are delicious. Second of all, um, it, it was just like I said it I was the one who said it, so bye, Mark. Could she have stopped and been like, and bye, Dibs? How about thanks, guys? Or She could have. You've got Ramona she Shelburne. Have. I've got Brian in Palo Alto. <laughs> so, <laughs> love you, babe. Get so, better, Dibs. Right here in the back. Totally. Hi. Thank you. Yeah, so I'm sorry for that, but I mean, no, you know. Don't be sorry. She's, she's a friend. She's a friend. Uh, I've, I've, I've been out on towns socially. With Momo. I've had conversations with her. Uh, yeah, yeah. Not <laughs> That's a, it's a Rick Barry. Yeah, right, yeah. From yeah. the uh, the Chris Mullen retirement ceremony as he's trying to Dude. defend Joe Lacob. Yeah, yeah. He says, "I come on, people. Come on, people. I've had conversations with this man. Yeah, this is crazy. I've had conversations with this oh, man. Wouldn't it have been great if the whole crowd was like, oh... We didn't know you would talk to him. Come on, people. Like, oh, that changes everything. The first thousand people who are booing use the promo code RB24. <laughs> yeah, that would have been even better. Uh, be better. If he was up there, you know, selling some of his stuff. Uh, speaking of Joe Lacob, uh, let's talk about these dubs for a little bit. Because Steve Kerr was on with Damon and Ratto yesterday. And I thought, you know, we're getting to a point, And I think the Warriors maybe are better than anybody at this which is knowing when you got to give the fans a little something, okay? We know that coaches and executives lie to us, okay? We even have seasons on the calendar called lying season. Oh, no, we're, we're, we're thrilled with the 11th pick. We're looking at linebackers. We're looking at offensive linemen three minutes later. The 49ers have traded the next three first rounds worth of capital to move up to the third pick of the draft and take a quarterback. I can remember, I ended up with such egg on my face. I was doing an interview with the general manager of the Angels years ago, Jerry DePoto. You remember him? So we're, we're talking, and uh, we're doing a little something for, for a radio show. And, uh, and I think we might have even pre-recorded it to run the next day. And it was right in the middle of free agency. And, and I'm like, okay, so what's, you know, what's cooking? And he literally goes, yeah, we just, there's nothing in the hopper. I would not expect anything of significance. We feel like we've done the moves that we're going to do, and we're, and we're ready to go. And his answer was along those lines. And I played it the next day. And an hour after the show... Albert Pujols goes <laughs> to the Angels for $8 billion. And I'm like, great. Th thanks, Jerry. Like, I mean, you didn't have to tell me what was going on, but I don't know. Be vague. Yeah. Don't make me look like an idiot. I think these people know when it's time to give the fans a little window into what's going on. And I thought Steve Kerr did that yesterday by saying that Clay Thompson's shot selection at least in that game the other night in Phoenix, it's an issue. It's an issue. And, and you don't hear that very often, especially with whatever mental stuff Clay's going through.
But the team is ready to now start publicly addressing the fact that Clay Thompson is a problem. Yes. It's a problem on the scoreboard it's right now. It's the shot selection that's a problem, and I'm glad that he came out and was so you know, definitive in saying that because it's what we all are seeing. But to, to have your own coach say that, that tells me if he said it publicly, he's already said it privately to Clay. They've already had that conversation. Multiple times, He's right? not going to come out on the show and just blast away at Clay without having told Clay the same thing. So now it's up to Clay to make one of two adjustments. Either it's, yeah, yeah, coach, whatever, and continue going about your business, or you make the change and you try to hunt better shots. Here's Steve Kerr We're on uh, Damon and Rado yesterday with regard to Clay's shot selection against Phoenix. Well, last night it was uh, it was an issue for sure. I, th- I think um, you know what we've always preached here and what what we've always been really good with is creating a balance between our offense and defense where you know you're getting stops and you're getting easy shots in transition and uh, and then you're executing offensively to to set up your defense and um, the game we always talk about the game being connected and last night the game became disconnected and clay was part of that the whole the whole team was part of that and so shot selection is a, is a huge factor especially if you're not uh, defending well to start with even in the half court so it's an area where we've got to improve and i'm very confident that clay will be able to to get out of whatever this rut whatever you want to call it but it's a it's a frustration that you can feel uh, with him you can see it in his eyes he's just frustrated he wants everything back right away and it just doesn't work that way you know you just gotta you just gotta go out and play and relax and and uh, move the ball and the ball will come back to him and we'll get better shots but i think that's uh, that's something the whole group needs gosh the whole thing just feels like it's turning into everyone laying down on a couch and having therapy right. and that's what that's what's scary to me because even the narratives that we fall into well there was the training camp and he didn't play five on five in the offseason and oh japan there was japan look if he had gone through camp how long is that how long do you need a couple weeks to ramp up yeah, yeah he's had that now yeah and, but we're still doing it oh you know camp didn't play in the summer. He played 15 games. I know he hasn't played in all of them. Okay? And I know he didn't play in the summer. So I'm not dismissing some of these aspects. But I do want to know how long do we get to hold on to them? Like, it, are we going to be in December and we're still talking about October? Exactly. Are we in January and we're still talking? How long does a player need to ramp up and be ready to go? That's an interesting question. And I think it depends on the individual and you know, I was actually made a little bit calm or more calm yesterday listening to Steiny and Guru when they had Stephen A. Smith on. I don't know if you heard the Stephen A. Smith piece, but I heard it clips. Was, it was about yeah. a 20-minute wide-ranging interview. Stephen A. Put your boy Steiny in check. Like, might have been checkmate. It was a nice easily. It might have he been. He does a that a lot, by the way. That Stephen A. has a way of talking where it sounds. Ask you a yeah, question. It, it sounds Let me like, ask you a question. I love so, it. I've done this before. Who is the defending NBA champion? <laughs> and Steiny goes into his. Well, it's, they're not the same team. I asked you a question. Who is the defending NBA champion? I don't give a damn who you say. And Steiny said, "Well, oh, the Warriors. Exactly right, the Warriors." And he he went on, and it was a great back and forth. But the one thing Stephen A. said about Clay Thompson was the one thing about Clay I haven't lost faith in Clay Thompson at all but one thing about Clay I'm disappointed he made a mistake not playing in the summer 
And he went on to say about Steph Curry. Steph's working on his game every day. He's in his bag. And Klay Thompson, he didn't play in the summer. And that was a big mistake. So, But Stephen A. hasn't lost faith in Clay, And so darn it, neither have I. Okay, that's good. And that was my Stephen A. For Stephen, the day. A Stephen A. has a way. You can just be like, like you can be the best of friends. And he, and he comes on. And you're like, so, like the Warriors... Wow, these struggles. Stephen A., do you have any insight into what's going on? Four seconds later, all your <laughs> listeners are like, yo, you got owned. I'm like, I didn't even do anything. Like, I was just... All I did was, you just, Stephen A comes on, I'm like, what do you think's going on? And the way he talks, people are just like, man, you got surfed. So hard. I'm like, I'm just sitting here asking what happened to the Warriors. So this whole, like, did Steiny get served yesterday? I guarantee you he didn't mean to. Oh, he got, he got <laughs> did served. Did he challenge Stephen A in some sort of a way? No, but he didn't answer the question. Let me ask you a question. <laughs> and then Steiny's like, go ahead, you know. Wait, are these, hey, are these purple ones here from Steiny and Goo yesterday? Or are they from first take? These Stephen A's right here. Those are first take. Okay. Do we have any from Steiny and Goo? We'll get some Steiny and okay. Goo's up there for yeah. sure. I want to get and some Steiny and Goo's. And I love those guys. And I really thought it was one of the better interviews I've heard on the station oh, in a long yeah, time. Yeah, It was great. I, it was one of those interviews where <laughs> you, you sit in your car and you listen to it in your car even though you're at... Your destination. Oh, driveway moment. Totally. I love that. Goo does a full 90 seconds on Jordan Poole. Stephen A., could it have been the punch? That's the reason why he's not playing well. Stephen A., no. <laughs> just, <laughs> just a quick no. No. And then he went on to explain okay. about Jordan Poole. But. Stephen A. on Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson, my brother. We all know you were hurt. Big, two big time nasty injuries to overcome. We get that. Everybody knows that. And you're absolutely right. Give you some time. Give you some time. You'll get it back. We understand that. But when you shoot 35% from the field, when you shoot 33% from three-point range, when you're a career 45%-plus shooter from the field and a career 40-plus percent shooter from three-point range, and those numbers have dropped precipitously, and there are questions as to whether or not you were really working on your game and revitalizing your game in the offseason because you just really wanted to get healthy and keep your legs fresh or whatever. There's going to be some questions, bro. I believe in Klay Thompson. I believe he's a Hall of Fame and champion. You can't find a bigger fan of Klay Thompson than me. But he has got to step up. Okay, so imagine if I had asked Steven a question Hey, Steve. How you doing? <laughs> what do you see with Clay Thompson? This is an innocuous sort of like, I, I, I'm respecting your opinion. I'd love to know what it is type of a question. Then Steven does that. I'm telling you, the listeners are like, see? Served. You got owned. <laughs> you got owned. <laughs> like, why? I didn't say anything. So that happened to that happened to Steiny yesterday. No, Steiny, there was a little bit more of a back and forth because okay, Steiny okay. came out with like Stephen A. You know, <laughs> I, I've been following you since the Philadelphia Inquirer. I got a lot of respect for you, but I got to say, you got it wrong in terms of the Warriors and still having a chance oh. to win the title. Oh. He said, Stephen A. They're done. It's over. And that's when Stephen A. said, "Let me ask you a question." <laughs> And is like, well, well, go ahead. Did you he get it precipitously? No, he got a lot. It, it was, you know, because we all are told on the station, you know, oh, try gosh. to keep the interview short. Don't go on and on. You know, yesterday was one of those interviews. It's like, 
can we keep this guy for another 15 or 20? It was that good. Okay, by the way, the, the one we just played was first take. Okay. This is from Steiny and Goo. You're a four-time champion. As far as I'm concerned, one of the top five shooters in the history of the game. You're a surefire first ballot Hall of Famer. You're constantly being candid and speaking truth. How the hell you forget the truth that applies to you? You don't just wake up being able to shoot better than Clay Thompson. And you can practice all your life, and 90% of the people in the world can't shoot as good as Clay Thompson. But what, what good does it mean, damn it, if you've forgotten that? And you don't know that about yourself. Stop paying attention to critics that are questioning you. They're only questioning you based on a standard you established. So get back to being you. And then you won't have to worry about no damn credit. Ooh, Stiney and Goo, you got served. <laughs> I got served hard. You done got owned. <laughs> uh, it's so fun. It's the best. It's the best. He's at uh, Draymond. I think it's possible that he may opt out. I can tell you that the Warriors are prepared for him not to want to be here after this season if he can't get paid. But you wanting to get paid is entirely different than wanting to leave. Kevin Durant wanted to leave. Kevin Durant was going to get paid no matter where he was, but he wanted to leave. Draymond doesn't want to leave. He wants to get paid. And if he's not going to get paid, he's willing to leave. There's a difference. Oh, boy. He told them. And it's funny because he, he also said in the piece that you know, Draymond is, he didn't use the phrase good friend, but he made it clear that he and Draymond are in somewhat regular communication. And to hear Stephen A. Smith speak like that, Draymond Green wants to get paid, but if he's not going to get paid, he wants to go elsewhere and get paid. <laughs> that tells me that yeah, yeah. this this whole thing has already been settled because Draymond Green is not going to get paid here like he wants to get paid. He wants $100 million, Stephen A. Smith was saying. And that's a four-year deal somewhere else. The Warriors aren't going to give Draymond Green four years and a hundo. Nope. I don't believe. No, I agree with you. So, But he does make an interesting distinction. KD wanted to leave. Okay. Draymond Green wants to get paid. Help me with something. Help me I'd with love something to. I heard because the whole I'm, thing. Not, I'm, not, I'm not up on, on this. Um, what's going on with Draymond's podcast? What's going on? Do we have a cricket sound? Is, is there not been one? And for how long? How long has it been since Draymond dropped an episode? It's been pre-punch. Was it pre-punch? Well, he just dropped one today. He did? He did. It's a uninterrupted season two, episode one. It is a sit-down. They're playing. He's playing dominoes with... Oh, yeah. This is a different Jamel thing. Hill. Yeah. It's, a it's slightly okay. different. Okay, but it's it is, different. They do talk about some of the stuff. They do. E-Dog's in the back. He's cutting it all up right okay, now. Okay, great. Uh, but he's talking with Jamel Hill. E-40's on it, I, uh, I believe, too, so... It's an awful lot to get to. This is a document, not a documentary. This is a whole separate arm of. It's basically Draymond playing dominoes with famous people. So this is not his cool Draymond Green show podcast where I'm going to sound off on what I want to sound off on. This is I'm playing dominoes with famous people. It is kind of like a LeBron James barbershop vibe. Okay, to this you, uh, Spadone, you got something? What the, do you got? The last episode of the Draymond Green show yes. on the volume yes. hashtag New Media, right? October twenty one. Wow, pre punch, pre punch. Wow, coming on on the one month anniversary of. Why have we not been talking about this when it comes to the whole question of Draymond Green? 
hasn't looked or hasn't been able to be himself. That, to me, is the number one answer on the board. If you want to know about, quote-unquote, Draymond Green hasn't been allowed to be himself. We say that, and we're thinking about it on the court. He's not even allowed to do it off the court. I wonder wonder about that. Has he been not allowed to, or is he choosing not to? It's one or the other or both, and it's all leading to the same thing, if you ask me. Draymond's not Draymond. uh, 100%. Like, that is the loudest podcast he's gotten out yet, Yeah, which is that there's no podcast at all. I mean, how on earth? That documentary that came out, Right after the punch, what was it? Halftime of the whatever. Remember the, the it was the pregame, the pregame. Yeah, okay, of opening night that had already been shot. Yep, and or had already been agreed to, and so it was kind of opportunistic. This is completely different, if you ask me. That speaks volumes in terms of what's going on beneath the surface. I can't tell you if he's been told or ordered. You know, for instance, right? Oh, there's no suspension. Was there a, by the way, you're not podcasting. I don't know. Or is this a Draymond decision? Is this the volume decision? I don't know. But there's no way in hell that a punch followed by a 6-9-0-8 on the road start is happening. And this guy has just decided he's got nothing to say? Come on. Come on. It's surprising. I wonder in this if we can play speculation radio for just a moment. Speculation sensation. That's Go a buck, it. and I'd be happy to pay it because I'm fascinated by the idea of them coming in and saying, "All right, Draymond, uh, there has to be something that happens in the wake of this punch. Either you get suspended for ten games, you miss ring night, or no more podcast. You choose. You choose, choose or lose. You choose. It's your not going to be no more podcast, but it might be for a while. Maybe till the new year. I, I don't mean, know. What we've seen in the last month is literally what his podcast lives for. This guy couldn't get to the shower in Boston before he's dropping pods. Good call. He couldn't get to the shower. Now you're telling me he spends two weeks as the lead story. Across the entire nation. The globe. Followed by a 6-9 and nine start, the worst ever road performance by a defending champion in the history of the league. And Association. He, and he's just like, yeah. I'm good. We're good. No comment. Just not feeling it right now. Yeah. No way. Yeah, I'm not buying it. No way. And I don't know if you saw the clip that our station posted on social media. He was asked about Jordan Poole's play. And his answer was a classic. Uh, it was it was an interesting. Like there was a couple of ear tugs, there was some lookaways, and there was like a beard rub. And the answer he gave was pretty much a non-answer. And you could tell that he wasn't very comfortable talking about the play of Jordan Poole. Bonte and Joe had a caller on this morning who stated, and I don't, you know, I haven't done this, um, but stated that he went to a Warrior game and he went early, literally to look at what Draymond's warm-up process was like. And again, this is one listener and one person's opinion, but he stated that he's sitting there watching Draymond go through warm-ups and everywhere he went, the other players would kind of walk away. Like, yes, if he spoke to someone, they would respond. I mean, we've seen it. He and Steph were laughing on the bench the other night. So it's not like they're giving him the silent treatment. Right. 
But are they reaching out to talk to him? Do they want to be around him? Is it kumbaya? I mean, we're all sitting here. The tweet I sent the other night, might as well send as many as you can before Twitter's gone. Right. The one I sent the other night was, was June that long ago? So, Wiseman's defense, Jordan Poole on the bench, Clay Thompson struggling, all the things we use to go, man, this Warriors start is really poor. It has to be so much bigger than that. You don't go from champion to 0-8 on the road. Unless your issues are large. And you don't go from large number one athletic podcaster in America to I'm no longer doing my podcast. With no explanation. Right, especially when you are railing against the old media. You're the king of new media, and now you're non-media? You know who who might have an interesting perspective on that? Basketball, the Warriors, and podcasting. How about Matt Barnes? And he joins us next. That's what's up next on the game. Brought to you by Fremont Bank. Full service banking. No compromises. Also, Willard and Dibbs sponsored by ChooseChange.org. Matt Barnes next on 95.7 The Game. Oh. It's JP with the Golden State Warriors. Now back to Willard and Dibbs. Okay, JP. Four minutes into the game, coming off the bench against the Knicks tonight. A few more buckets predicted. Let's just put it that way. Um, And while we're talking Warrior basketball, excited for our next guest here on Willard and Dibs. And Warren Sharp on a football Friday is going to join us here at 11 o'clock. But right now, it's Matt Barnes on 95.7 The Game. Hey, Matt, what's going on, man? Guys, how you doing today? We're doing fantastic. Good. We're we're uh, we're talking this out on a number of different levels. Uh, but we were just having a conversation. I'd love for you to weigh in. It just sort of dawned on me. I think I've known, but I haven't really like thought too much about it. Draymond Green hasn't dropped a new podcast in in over a month, and and, and since well before all of this this stuff went on in training camp. Um, you know, you've got such a great pod. You get the idea. You got to keep that up. And he's, it, it's such a big part of his, his, his platform now. What's your read on that? Uh, I mean, you never want to insinuate on what's going on. I mean, I know sometimes I don't recall him really taking a break. So, you know, he's kind of been going year round. So maybe this is his break. You know, we normally take about two and a half to three months off during the summer. Um, you know, just to kind of do what we do. So maybe this is just, you know, him, him kind of taking a break and, and, and locking back into family and, 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 and his job. It seems like the Warriors are collectively taking a break on the defensive end, Matt. Uh, <laughs> thank you. I thought I'd just run a little material on a, on a football Friday. What do you see with this Warriors team, especially defensively, that is maybe fixable? Uh, I mean, these guys are just young. Normally, defense—you know—the the, the defense takes a little bit longer to, to to get the hang of. You know, offense kind of comes naturally for this newer generation because that's what they all love to do. But understanding defense rotations, principles, talking—you know, keeping your man in front of you—you uh, know, being able to contain the first two dribbles for a younger team—that that that takes a lot of—you know—it takes a lot longer. So. I think overall, it's not even so much the defense. I, I'm, I just think right now, Steve Kerr is at a place understanding that, you know, I can't, although Steph is playing on an absolute another planet right now, I can't ride these guys like I've ridden them in the past. You know, this team is, you know, 
four championships in eight years. So he's really trying to figure out what this younger, you know, what this what what's this young crew about? You know, what what am I going to get from Wiseman? You know, he's back down in the G League right now. You know, how is Poole going to play with this new big money? Um, what am I going to get? Am I going to get consistency from Kaminga and Moody? So I just really think he's trying to figure out, you know, what he has uh, with his younger guys, knowing that, you know, the bench is going to be important for this long run. So I'm not necessarily too worried about what's going on right now. Yeah, it's ugly. And yeah, they, you know, there's historical lows. But another thing is that this is, you know, again, the ninth season, this, this core has been together and trying to make another championship run. And, and frankly, the season gets boring at times. You know what I mean? They've been up to the top of the mountain so many times and come home as the victor that understanding that November, December, January, I feel like the season for, for teams like this really, really don't get started until post all-star break, because that's when they know they have to really start coming together and, and figuring things out for this final push. Okay, Matt, you just said a couple of interesting things there with regard to how the season for a group like this can be a little bit boring at the beginning and the job for Steve Kerr is difficult. We can hear mic'd up. And even when he joined the station yesterday, him talking almost like he's an amateur psychologist right now, rather than a basketball coach, imploring <laughs> his guys to, 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 to dig deep, and and try to find that and it, it it feels like maybe even he feels like his voice is not resonating the way it has in the past can you speak to that what is the shelf life uh, of, of, a, of a coach i mean i think obviously deep down i haven't been able to see all of steve's you know media you know the way when he addresses the media but i also know that steve is the player's coach and he's always been in tune with the vibe and the energy of that team and 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 when guys need rest and so on and so forth so he knows these are the dog days as well um but obviously he has to answer that to the media and he can't say what i'm saying <laughs> you know what i mean he has to give yep. them reasoning and, and look at the numbers and look at this and we need to improve here he has to kind of give them coach talk, but I think if anyone understands kind of what this stretch is and where this is, uh, you know, for this team, I think Steve knows that. But again, he can't give like, hey, you know, the season is boring right now for these guys. You know, they've been we're still trying to figure it out with these young guys. He can't give stuff like that. So obviously, he has to look at the numbers and the defensive, you know, ranking. I think is twenty seventh, and we're not doing A, B, and C. So he's giving more coach talk. Than, but I still feel like he understands, hey, this is a marathon, not a sprint. Yes, it's ugly right now, but I have full confidence that we can, you know, figure this out at some point. And that point has to come sooner than later, though. So how does Steve Kerr speak to those two different realities? One of it's a marathon, not a sprint. But at the same time, we need to stop and we need to stop on this possession. How does he strike that chord between the two different ideologies? Uh, I mean, that's something he's going to have to figure out. You know what I mean? That's this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. 
because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You know, what makes him great and, you know, the, the, the ability he's been able to have the success he's had as a player, as a coach, you know, that, that that's what makes him special. Um, you know, these guys are going to have to lock in and start getting wins. Uh, at the end of the day, so obviously, I you know I gave the you know the the, the the marathon view, but in the short term, you still do want to be playing the right kind of basketball, and you want to continue to develop your young players because you know how important they will be uh, during this stretch run. So, again, that's what you know. That's why he gets paid the big bucks, and you know <laughs> I have a lot of confidence as Deep Kerr to be able to you know get these guys on the right track when it matters the most. Matt Barnes with us here on Willard and Dibs ninety five seven The Game. Okay, Matt, uh, let's talk about Clay Thompson. When you're struggling, how do you go about getting out of that but do it within the framework of the team? It's tough because I really feel like Clay is pressing. You know, we got a chance to sit down and have him on the pod and go to his house and really kind of just see him open up and speak and be vulnerable and tell his truth. And, and, and not too many people are able to get that side of him. And one thing that I really noticed is that you know, he, he went through hell and back to just get back on this court. And, you know, normally, I remember when they first came in the league, they say, you know, however long you were out, that's how long it normally takes you to get back and get acclimated. Now, sometimes that's true, sometimes it's not. But I feel like he's pressing from a standpoint of, you know, his greatness speaks for itself. You know, what he's been able to accomplish on the basketball court, you know, it, it's been amazing. And to have these two, keep in mind, these two injuries have ended careers in the past, and he had two of them. You know what I mean? He had the knee and the Achilles. So I just think, you know, when he hears outside noise and, and not really respecting the journey he's been on to get back, because we live in such a 24-hour news cycle where he's won before and we need Clay to be Clay. To me, it's just going to take him time, you know what I mean? And I saw him uh, at the game before they played the Kings, and I just went up to him and, you know, said what's up to him. And so I was like, yeah, you're one of the greatest shooters to ever do this. And, and, he, and he's just like, I know, I know. He's, but I was like, but nothing. It's, it's going to come back. Just believe in yourself, bro. So I just think he's kind of caught up in He's trying to prove to the world he's still the Clay Thompson we all know and love prior to injury. Um, I don't know if he'll ever actually get back to that person, but I definitely feel like he'll get out of the slump and, and, and definitely be a uh, you know an important member of this team. It's not like his game has just disappeared. Yeah, it just feels like his confidence is shaken, and from his confidence to the confidence of Jordan Poole, who seems to be a different player starting than he is when he comes off the bench. You're a player, Matt, who started a bunch, came off the bench a bunch. What's the different mindset like when you kind of go back and forth in that yo-yo setting that Jordan Poole's in right now? 
Yeah, it's tough because he has emerged as, you know, the, the next wave of, you know, warriors to kind of carry the throne with all due respect to their, you know, to their, to their core group of four. Um, so it's just, it's been up and down, you know, obviously the start of the season, you know, didn't start off the way they wanted to in training camp with the, with the fight. So I'm sure he's probably just hearing a lot right now too. And this is what makes what they've done in the past so amazing because it is so hard to get everyone locked in, everyone healthy. It takes so much luck to win championships and they're just, you know, they're experiencing it. You know, there's a lot of outside noise right now. They're not playing good. Guys on the team or younger guys on the team probably have people in the ears saying like, hey, man, you should be starting. You should be doing this. You should be doing that. You know, some of the younger players might be feeling that. But again, this comes, you know, if any team can handle it, you know, this is veteran-led Warriors team can handle it because, again, Steve Kerr has done it as a player, as a coach. This core group of guys have won four championships in the last eight years. It's not. It may not be as pretty as it's been in the past, but I still feel like the road in the Western Conference will run through Golden State when it's all said and done. Matt, that's fascinating what you said about going to Clay's house. I mean, I a moments ago said that Steve Kerr sounds like an amateur psychologist. It sounded like you you started playing that role for Clay while you were there. <laughs> well, I mean, just you know, I you know, I had some time with Clay while I was there too when I played because I was hurt and coming back in the playoffs and not really playing, so I kind of had to be like that veteran guy where I would check the temperature of the room sometimes. And I remember Clay, you know, during that finals, he was doing you know a, a great job on Kyrie, but he just wasn't hitting his shots. And I remember we talked a couple times after games on the phone at practice, like, bro everything you're doing is so integral to this team. This team doesn't win without the effort you're putting out on defense. Again, your shot will come, you know? So I just feel like, you know, Clay is someone who is, you know, has always kind of been to himself when it comes to really expressing himself. Um, and I feel like, you know, we have a relationship through playing and, and then now him trusting me enough to, you know, kind of give me a, a, a welcome to my house type interview where he had his feet out and everything. So <laughs> I just kind of feel like, you know, as, as an older player who got, you know, competed against them for so many years and got the honor of playing with them for a little bit of time that, you know, every once in a while he needs kind of older guys that are kind of in the mix, but not necessarily in his mix to just to kind of reassure him about, you know, how great he is. And I respect your journey, bro. And I know it's going to take time. And, and I fully believe that when you are fully back to just health mentally and physically that you're going to be back out there, you know, doing what you've been doing your whole career. Yeah, I appreciate you uh, building up Clay as much as you can. And when you take time away from helping out Clay, do you sidle over to Steph and just take a moment and admire <laughs> exactly what he's doing? I mean, I just, I, again, I saw uh, Steph too the other night while he was warming up and we got a chance to chat. And, you know, I commended him on how just, absolutely amazing he's been and, he's just, and he, his words he's like man we're just trying to figure it out with these young guys you know what I mean so <laughs> I was already thinking that and obviously that's what I told you guys earlier but when Steph said it I was just like okay I, I, I definitely am on the right page like I see and I think everyone knows I mean obviously Steph's playing on another planet right now but this team is older you know what I mean so those days of you know 73 and 9 or let's get the number one seed I don't think that's a priority of this team I think health and, and being on the same page and getting hot at the right time with an older team is key. But at the same time, you're trying to mix younger players into this mix to understand what it is. So, um, again, I, I, I believe in this team. It's ugly right now, but I kind of feel like there will be a power shift at some point in the season because I feel like, with all due respect to these teams that got out the gate strong, you know, Portland, Utah, some of the, I feel like those teams will come back down to earth 
and the teams like the Warriors and the Clippers, once they kind of get their rhythm and chemistry, will start kind of inching their way back towards the top. And all of this kind of, you know, coming into this season, we thought the Warriors and the Clippers were the two best teams in the Western Conference, and that they're at the bottom of the Western right now. So I think the powers will eventually balance out for both those teams. And, um, you know, we won't even remember these, these ugly November, December months. Matt, great stuff, man. Thanks for uh, thanks for taking us through all of that. Appreciate you. Happy Thanksgiving to you and yours. All right, guys. Thanks for having me. Have okay. a good one. Yep, you too. There it is. Matt Barnes right here on Willard and Dibs, 95-7 The Game. Wow. I, I, I mean, the difficulty is, and we've all experienced this, uh, doesn't matter if it's basketball, whatever it is. You know when you got someone who you're just, like, all the conversation around Clay Thompson by all of his people right now, whether it be a Matt Barnes, a Steve Kerr, a Steph Curry. A Michael Thompson. Right. It's all talking about, like, come on, man. Like, I'm going to put my arm around yeah. you. You got this. And you're one of the greatest. Like, he is classically right now that friend who's just walking around in the doldrums. And it's wild to think about when it's someone that's at that level of life and right. career. It's like, my gosh. But if everybody's reached a point where they're talking about this publicly, it makes me wonder where this has been, even just over the last six months or so. Yeah. Uh, you know, and everybody's got a fix is the thing. So it's like yeah, I, Matt Barnes puts his arm around him. A lot of voices. Look, little yeah. brother, this is what you need to do. Stephen A. Smith, you need to be Clay Thompson. Steve Kerr, maybe take better shots. Michael Thompson has advice. Everybody, I'm sure, Rocco probably is like, come on, yeah. dude. <laughs> he need to throw the tennis ball a little closer. I'm getting old here. I can't run as far as I used to. Oh. But And if you're Clay. Be a doll. And yeah, you want this so badly, right? I mean, Clay wants to get back to where he was and so I'm sure it's in his own head so much that it's almost impossible to go out there and just play. You think Rocco's at the dog park like dude where'd you throw that one? That's Seriously. so off. Like throw it over here. I'm over here. Yeah. Um, it's front rim. Daddy what's Steve, wrong with you? Yeah that was a little short dad. Um, <laughs> Steve Curry yesterday on Damon Arado. The thing with Clay is he's got a huge track record. He's a Hall of Fame player. You know, he's got a lot weighing on him right now. Just, you know, the injuries from the last couple of years, and he wants it so badly. It's been my experience that when players want it too badly, it, it gets in their way. And I just think he wants it too badly. He, he's got to find a way to uh, to just take the weight of the world off his shoulders and and uh, and just enjoy the game. And, and that's, that's my job and the staff's job and his teammates' job to, to help him try to do. He wants it too badly. Uh, again, I, I think all of this is fair. I think all of it is understandable. Uh, we talked yesterday. I'm, I'm ride or die. I don't want Clay Thompson going anywhere, and I have full belief that, that a better Clay, I don't know how great, but a better Clay is coming this year. But this is not the conversation that anybody wants to be having. First and foremost, Clay himself. I mean, he's got his coach coming up. Oh, gosh, he wants it too much. And, and and we can all see it. You can watch the Warrior game. You can, especially when he's in Phoenix, both times, you can see it. He's he's one of those people who, I mean, the, the heart's on the sleeve. Absolutely. You can see everything he's going through. And I, these things are only harder to get out of, to me, once the whole world knows. I mean, sure, those voices are there to help you. You can get the support. But it's like, man, when when that's all everyone's talking about, that that kind of makes it worse. Clay, Absolutely. He clearly cares what everybody thinks. Right. He and, wants to prove something to people. And he's trying to do it on a championship 
caliber team, a team that just won a championship, a team that's going to win a championship. If he was on a team like San Antonio, for example, a team going nowhere, the pressure would be about one one hundredth of what it is on this team. And, you know, it's good for Clay that this is not the only issue going on with the Golden State Warriors. If everyone else was playing great and Clay was the only one bringing them down and they were having a, a bad start to the season, that would weigh on him even more. But you've got other issues on this Warrior team. One thing Matt Barnes said, Mark, that I thought was really, really interesting, it, and it was it takes as long as you were away in order to get back to where you were. And do you realize that he got hurt? His torn Achilles was two years ago today. Is the two-year anniversary. And that was the second injury. Correct. So if you think about the fact that he was away from the game for two, two and a half years, it's going to take him that much time to get back to where he was. Maybe, I, but I also I can hear people's response to that being, well, wait a minute, how come he isn't as good as he was six months ago? Because he's not. He was better than this six months ago. Right. He he rightfully has said publicly, man, I I, I feel like I deserve more credit. I came back from all this and I helped a team win a championship. And, and he did. Yeah. He did. That's the hard part, too. Everyone's having this conversation. I don't, I, I don't want it to sound discrediting. There's none of that. But Clay Thompson right now is somebody who has proven everything he can in this game. Yet he's still out there trying to prove things to people. That can be good. I think sometimes that's how the greats are. That's why they still have motivation. Tom Brady's got 78 rings and he still wants another one. Why? Because he just, you're able to could, like bring that up in yourself. Like, I want to prove it. I want to prove it. I want to prove it. But that's also dangerous, man. That's dangerous. Like, at a certain point, if you're constantly trying to prove something to people, especially after you already have, I think that's what leads to the kind of shot selection that Steve Kerr was talking about yesterday. Stop trying to prove to everybody that you can shoot. We know. Now, try to go win the basketball game. And, and, and you shooting your way out of this is, is maybe not the way to do that right yeah. now. Yeah, and I think that's why it's so frustrating for fans is because of what you said about Clay Last year, he did help a team win a championship. You look at how he played in the playoffs. He played 22 games in the postseason, 36 minutes a night, and he averaged 19 a game. His career average in the playoffs is 19.2. So he was old Clay last year in April, May, and June. His percentage was down a little bit. His effective field goal percentage was down a little bit. But he helped the team win a championship. So we all thought, okay, Clay's got a summer. He's got a summer to rehab and play and get better. When he comes in in October, he's going to be nasty. He's right. going to be old Clay. And now he's back to the Clay that we saw last January, not last June. And that's why people are a little bit frustrated. Think of the things that we had on the checklist. when. And I remember, right? We sat there. We did the shows out on Market Street. And think of what we said. So, sure, you're going to have the Auto Porter and GP2 situation, and so there'll be new people to, to exit. But the, the, thought, oh, the overwhelming thought was, okay, the core comes back, and Clay will be better. Yeah. And Jordan Poole now has playoff experience. And here comes James Wiseman. Getting healthy. And Kaminga and Moody now have experience. We listed all these things that were going to make the Warriors even better this year. 
than they were last year. That's true. And literally, now that you add in the Draymond punch, which has zapped him of some of his powers, honestly, the only thing that we would have said at the end of last year that's been true so far, Steph's still Steph. And that's literally it. The rest of the checklist so far has all been wrong. Yeah, Wiggins has not been as dynamic as he was in the playoffs. Kavan's been Kavan, but I mean, sure, but and, I mean, right. In terms right. of like, I'm not saying every player's playing poorly. No, but to your point, the key as we ran that down the, the top ten or top twelve things in the checklist, Kavan playing Kavanian basketball it was probably 10th or 11th on the list and yeah. you know that's been good and Wiggins has been fine Steph has been otherworldly but all the rest of the things you're right Kaminga can't really crack the rotation Moody's been in and out Wiseman boardwalk and you didn't really completely replace those vets you lost um, it's a football Friday uh, absolutely it's a football Friday we're getting ready for a soccer Tuesday uh, Dibs uh, 7 in the morning Coming up next Tuesday, I'm glad you're a morning person. I have no doubts whatsoever that you're going to be there on time. I do have doubts that you're going to be here on time. Yeah, you uh, should the, doubt for that. The, uh, for the start of the 9 a.m. You might actually beat yeah. me here, and you won't be back until the following be. Monday. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it could be, could be a little tough. I'll be out at Mad Dog in the Fog, 1568 Hate Street. New location. Same great vibe at Mad Dog in the Fog. New location, Upper Hate. I'll be there at 7 o'clock. Mexico taking on Poland. Come on out and see your boy. Tell him Dipper Claw sent you. I believe that we will win. Not that match. That's on Monday. Yeah, we're not playing in that one. But I just can't tell. I believe that we will win. I believe that we will win. Um, I believe that we will win. Nice. Just Monday. Maybe Friday. Friday. Maybe Friday. Friday be tough. Yeah, Friday's going to be tough. Uh, Play for the draw. (laughs) Right. Just give me a point. Just get a point. Uh, that's it. And it's all sponsored by ChooseChange.org, but it's also Football Friday. And I was, one of the reasons uh, that we wanted to have Warren Sharp on, uh, sharpfootballanalysis.com. You also get his stuff on The Ringer and NFL on Fox. Uh, we're going to have Warren Sharp on. He had a whole lot of stuff to say after the Charger, uh, Charger 49er game. One of them was, just in all caps, ejection. And he had the slow-mo highlight of what happened with Dre Greenlaw. I want to talk to him about what he saw there. Let's talk to him about what he saw with Herbert. Let's talk to him with what he sees with Jimmy. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Mm-hmm. Minimum 
four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.